Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Back to Basic with Danielle Costa. I am, of course, Danielle Costa. And this week, this conversation is kind of the epitome of what this podcast is and what this podcast hopefully will continue to be and what I hope it grows into. This podcast episode you're about to hear is a conversation with my good friend, Maxwell McGee. So Max is a communications expert. He and I met at the radio station where I currently work. He no longer works there. But through that relationship, I really have learned so much about radio and microphones and recording and communications and basically everything that I'm now putting into practice with this podcast and with other ventures that I am hoping to uh, do. But Max has had his hands in so many areas of communications. He has been on the radio. He does voiceover work, which you will completely understand when you hear his voice because he definitely has that like inner world voice. He is a podcaster. He has an amazing podcast with two other radio friends of mine. One you actually have heard recently from Christian Turnquist. It's called Maxwell's Magic Hour. They are media professionals and they talk about Um, what it's like to be in the media nowadays. They talk to different media professionals. I've actually been on it a few times. It's so good and so much fun. Um, And he is a professor. So he's actually teaching students all this different technology, how to be in the communications and media field. And he himself is learning and growing and developing amazing technology and programs and classes. And you're going to hear him talk about it. And it's incredible. Max is so interesting and what I love about Max is he's always learning and growing and changing and he's trying to do new things. I mean, he really has been such an inspiration for me to start this podcast and for me to try so many new things, you know, try new mediums because he's done it and he's doing an amazing, amazing job. The reason I say that this conversation is kind of the epitome of what this podcast is, is because we really get back to basic. So we have such an interesting conversation. I learned so much. We talk about virtual reality, augmented reality. I mean, we get really, really deep. And then, you know, of course, we're going to talk about Starbucks and some fun basic things along the way because the whole point is to have these real deep conversations and then relate it back to some fun pop culture things that we all love and we all have in common. We also get really, really deep about social comparison and I love that part of this conversation because it really, really resonates with me personally and it's so good to know that someone like Max, who I really look up to in this industry, feels that pressure as well. So I honestly hope that you learn something from this conversation. I hope that you enjoy it. It was so much fun. Um, Definitely going to have Max back on because I could talk to him for hours about aliens and the theory of relativity and, and, you know, what's his favorite Frappuccino order. But um, for now, I am so excited and I really, really hope that you are ready to get back to basic with Maxwell McGee. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much. I got goosebumps from that intro, so thank you. <laughs> oh my God, I'm really good at introducing people. It's part of my, it's on my resume, but I'd rather you tell everyone 
who you are and what you do. Uh, yeah, I am uh, a professor, Maxwell McGee. It's a little bit weird to uh, to say that and just say that I'm a professor now. Everyone calls me professor now at the universities. Very, very odd feeling. Um, but I have been, you know, an AV nerd since I was a kid. I think I started when I was around five years old, got my first communications job when I was around 11. Um, I was voicing and producing claymation videos for the media department. And ever since then, it's kind of one of those things, well, the rest is history. Then people started hearing my voiceovers. In high school, I was hired to do some, you know, some voiceover work. But at the same time in high school, I was doing literally everything in communications. I was obsessed with it. I was skipping class and creating fake passes so that I could go to the media labs in on campus, which was the top floor of the gym. And I used to sometimes, <laughs> I could say this now, because I don't think they could arrest me for this now, but I used to break into the media labs uh, when they weren't open because somebody had to let you in and I didn't have keys. Uh, so I found out how to pick the lock of, of the media labs. And uh, I used to <laughs> go in during my class times and I would edit videos for literally the entire school day. And I got in trouble for it many, many, many times. Um, so, so you're a criminal. You're telling everyone you're a criminal. That's part of yes, your bio. Are you yeah, sure? That's correct. Yes. Okay. I'm leaving that in. <laughs> when I was in college, I stopped my criminal ways. Um, but you know, I, I was just so obsessive over it that I was literally willing to get in trouble in order to, to edit videos, to film stuff, to do everything to do with it. I was always recording music and songs and voiceovers and, and videos. I, I started getting into film festivals. And by the time I was in college, I went for digital recording arts and helped produce and record a, a full album for a, uh, for a local band. I was creating some award-winning films, started exploring virtual reality. And uh, then after college, I started off doing, you know, some radio station work. Uh, I was doing voiceovers, national voiceovers. I worked with, you know, uh, Olivia Culpo, Miss Universe 2012, and that big-time national commercial um, for the Rhode Island Company. And, uh, I, yeah, I've done tons of national award-winning voiceover work and now currently an award-nominated uh, professor um, at a couple of different universities doing communications work. And it's just, it's all been a crazy, crazy ride. It's so difficult to, to sum up. That's how crazy it's been. But yeah, it's just been absolutely everything in communications that I've been obsessed with. And recently, my biggest obsession has been extended reality, also known as XR, which splits off into VR, virtual reality, and AR, which is augmented reality. Augmented reality is like holograms. VR is virtual reality where you put on headsets and you enter into this like fully immersive environment of world. And we just wrapped up at Post University my first virtual reality class that took place in virtual reality. That's, all right, there's a lot to unpack there. But <laughs> I mean, virtual reality, how does that work? So when you're, am I in a classroom, but I'm like in my house? I don't understand. All of this stuff is so crazy to me. I am not really a techie person besides my phone and to know what Instagram filter I should put on. But I mean, really, like, can you explain a little bit what that is? Yeah, absolutely. So virtual reality is uh, fully immersive uh, reality. Augmented reality, as so people can kind of know the difference because it's important to know the two in order to understand one or the other. Augmented reality is holograms, as in it's uh, like a virtual image imprinted on your real world. So if you were put on the, the Microsoft HoloLens, for example, you would see holograms, but I would see a hologram right here on the table. It would be, you know, a Fortnite character in the form of a hologram dancing on the table, but it's reacting with my environment. Virtual reality is fully immersive. You put on a helmet, 
or you can view it on a 2D screen, which is less immersive, but you put on a helmet. Everything that I'm looking at and seeing, as I'm looking around in my real environment right here, it's the exact same thing, except everything I'm seeing is fully built and it's, it does, it's not real. It doesn't exist. So you can literally walk around in this VR lecture hall and you're these, this avatar and you see everybody else as their avatar, but you're viewing everything through the first person. You're in a lecture hall like you would be in a literal lecture hall, but it's all virtual. And everything is reactive too. So when you walk down steps, your character is literally walking down steps. Honestly, insane in my mind, I'm picturing the matrix, like just how they're in that world. Is that like a similar for people who are listening and like can't picture it? Is that, yeah? Yeah, so imagine what they see in the matrix. Yeah, so like I am Keanu Reeves, right? Yes, you are. I know, thank you. Um, And I'm (laughs) in the world and, but I'm actually in a different room or a different space. Yep. And then augmented reality though, right? That's kind of like the filters we see. Right, where like if I put a filter, you know the little hot dog filter on Snapchat, where you yes. can dance in your world. Is that that's augmented? You've got it. That's augmented. Uh, that's augmented reality. I don't know if you've heard. Jumping off of this, there's conspiracies that we are all in a simulation. Have you ever heard of these crazy conspiracies? Very much so. Yes, I've read about them a lot. Okay, I was gonna say because if you're like especially working on helping to develop like these VR worlds where you don't have to go anywhere and you're just sitting. I would think that like you may be one of the people who maybe believes it a little bit and that we're all just like living in, again, like the matrix. I know it's random. It's a little left field, but I'm just, you were talking about like this crazy fake real world that I'm just like, my mind goes to it, Max. I I have always been a man of science, I would say, but I'm always like a, a, a theoretical person. Like, it's not like I you know, gravity is still a theory, but I know it exists. As far as a simulation, theoretically, I believe it's possible. Um, It's absolutely possible because we think about our senses and our consciousness, and this becomes like a whole like, whoa, kind of topic, you know, like a DMT, LSD kind of topic. But when we really think about it, all of our senses, why is it that we can recreate them? And what makes us think that if we can recreate our senses through technology, that another species or advanced alien race has already done that and we are connected or hooked up to something, which is what they did in the Matrix. Like, uh, so Keanu Reeves has no idea that he's living in the Matrix this whole time until he's disconnected. So what makes any of us think that another species beat us to it and now we're living in their simulation? 100%. So, 100%. And so you believe in aliens then, right? Like ET, phone home, you're there? Yes. I'm, I'm definitely there. Oh, yeah. I've seen the Bob Lazar documentary. Have you seen the new Unsolved Mysteries? There's a whole episode on what happened in Massachusetts. It's nuts. Oh, my God. I've seen every episode as soon as that thing came out. Oh, great show. So good. But I have anxiety because they're unsolved, which I should have I know. Known. That's the worst part. Yeah. I should have <laughs> known. It is in the title. One more question, though. Are you developing, like, are you learning how to actually, like, develop the software? Or how, what, are, what exactly is your role in it, especially when it comes to like teaching through it? Uh, yes. So I'm experimenting with two things, implementing it for educational purposes. So in the new semester, I'm going to be experimenting with a new lesson, for example, where, uh, and just to give everybody a preview, because uh, hopefully this will mean more students will take my class. There is a, uh, a research class that I'm teaching that is also about t- team building, about like project management. And I want to do an exercise where I'm going to broadcast my helmet to Zoom so that everyone can see. So I'm going to tell the students that they have to get in groups of, you know, three to four. And I'm going to say, you have to write up, I'm going to give you 10 minutes real quick 
together. You have to write up directions for me on how to draw an animal. And then in 3D, I'm going to draw this animal and it's going to teach them about, especially project management and collaboration, okay, how do you create directions for a project? Which if it's not detailed enough, I'm gonna follow word for word. So if they say create eyes, well, you didn't tell me what kind of eyes. So I'm gonna make one giant and then one small just to teach them, hey, you need to be more specific with this. You can't just be lackluster when you're a manager or when you're working in a team. If you want your team members or your colleagues to be able to do something, you always have to be as specific as possible. But yes, I am also developing. I have experience in building 3D models. Um, I built a 3D model of a human cell and a donut and have the students, uh, some of my students in my previous VR classes, um, literally walk through and the donut, like they can actually, like the donut could be huge, it can be small, but with Unity, which is a game design program, I've also built 3D worlds that I can load into Allspace VR that we can all walk around. I mean, first of all, that sounds like a huge <laughs> life lesson that you're going to teach them too about communication and yeah. just like how to speak to people because something that is part of the reason why I wanted to do this type of podcast is because I feel like us and especially maybe like the generation behind us, we do everything on social media and on our phones and like communication is lost a little bit. Yeah. And I think that lesson is going to be hilarious, but also a good life lesson. Taking it back to communications, you started, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you started like creating content. You started with a microphone as many of us have. I mean, you and I met, for those who don't know, we met at a radio station. You were on air. So why have you kind of transitioned? And I mean, I know you still do your podcast, Maxwell's Magic Hour, of course. Thank but you. why have you transitioned into more of this world? Like why, what made you do that is, do you miss that microphone that you, what, that drew you to this world? Like why did you kind of shift? That's an interesting question. I think as I started to get more involved in academia, that's what caused the shift. Because I started thinking to myself, you know, I, I love doing voiceovers. And I was making really great money. Um, and I loved radio. Was not making great money at that. Um, but in, in, in voiceovers, you know, things were, things were good. As I started to get more involved in academia, you know, my mom was a teacher for 40 plus years. I started talking to her more and more about it. And I started noticing so many problems in education. And I started thinking to myself, eventually my home will be... Uh, another apartment, and then maybe a house. At the end of the line, it will be a grave. My home will eventually be in the ground. What do I want that tombstone to say? What do I want this legacy to be? And I was like, I feel like my intellect could be used for something more. I, I was like, I want to help people. Again, I love doing voiceovers. I still do them. You know, I'm really appreciative of that. But I, I thought to myself, I feel like I could be doing more. I feel like I could be helping the world. And I know, all right, well, the only way I can help the world is by working on cutting edge technology that I understand. And then the pandemic happened. I realized this is the future. This is how we can do things. Maybe I can help be on the forefront of holographic virtual reality technology. Maybe I can be on the forefront of building a better communications technology, a better communications platform. Maybe I can be on the forefront of bettering education for future generations. I, I just kind of feel like this is my destiny. This is where I have to go with this. Maybe I'm wrong, but it feels good right now. Well, I was just going to ask you, it, it sounds like you have such a clear and direct path right now. 
And I know that a lot of like the millennials in our age range, we have no idea what we're doing. So do you think that you have it figured out? Do you think that you're continuing to figure it out? Where do you think you are? Like, I mean, I just know for me, it's always changing. I have one, you know, I feel like I've had a million different career paths at this point and I'm not even 30 yet. So, I mean, where do you feel like you stand? I think people see professor on my title and, and they think, oh, he's got stuff figured out. I really don't have everything figured out. I am confused most of the time. I'm like, I, you know, I just have patience enough to go like, all right, I'm going to try and I'm not going to give up until this is done. And I might yell and scream in frustration, but I'm just going to keep trying. And, and that's really all there is to it. You know, I, I just keep moving forward because the only option is either standing still or backwards. And to me, that's death. Believe me, I'm still just as basic as, as many of my uh, millennial colleagues. You know, I, I still watch The Office as many times as I get. I, I still get exhausted and go like, oh, I feel like I haven't done anything today. Or I'm still a millennial. I'm still human. I'm still basic. I still have these tendencies. It's just, I think people look at my career and they, they, again, make that assumption, oh, you're very adult and everything. And I was like, listen, the only reason you think that is because you see me at work talking about like my colleagues are like adults that see me in my life that go, I wish my son or, or daughter or whatever had things figured out like you. And I'm like, listen, all you've ever seen me is in a suit. When I get home, I'm wearing sweatpants and like slippers and I'm wasting money on Starbucks but I'm still just as confused as everyone else. So I never want anybody to, to listen to me and go like, I wish I was where he was because I still have severe anxiety and go through depression and all of it. Like I still suffer. Yeah. And I think you touched on a really interesting point that a lot of us deal with and that's comparison. Like comparing yeah. ourselves to other people, especially in the age of social media, I am very guilty of it. As you said, seeing someone who's maybe doing something I wish I was doing and wondering, what did I not do to get there? Or what do I have to do to get there? And that's such an interesting point that you make because people would look at your career and would say, wow, I wish I was doing this. Wow, he's developing virtual worlds. Like who doesn't want to do that? But we all feel it at the end of the day. It's so hard. I mean, and also a yeah. little bit of insecurity, right? Like you feel that with anyone, I feel like. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I mean, I'm 27 years old and I'm finally now just admitting to people. I was like in denial for it for the longest time. The top of my head is thinning. I use Rogaine every day now. I, I thought this was something that like 40 year olds do. And now the top of my hair, I'm losing like, you know, my hair and everything. And I see pictures of myself. So people go like, oh, he's got a great career. That's because all I do is post about my career. I'm not posting about the fact that I look at other guys my age and I look at famous, like, you know, Chris Hemsworth and whatever. And I'm like, you know, Chris Hemsworth is, I, I think almost like, or maybe he is in his 40s now and his hair looks beautiful and it's great. And I'll look at my body in the mirror and I was like, okay, cool. Again, I have this great career, but like, I'm just not as fit as I want to be because I just don't have the time to have a, a meal plan and meal prep on Sundays for four hours straight. I have to spend those four hours prepping for the week. So people are seeing that one positive side to my social media because that's all I post. When people ask, well, what could I be doing to do what you're doing? And I was like, well, you could be doing it. Just post the only positive thing post what the, the positive thing that happens today and then just ignore the rest of the negative. So we naturally, and I teach this in my social media classes, we'll naturally look at a comparison, social comparison, 
when it's almost always false. Do you love the social media aspect or do you enjoy posting or do you do it more just because you think you have to for your career? You know, I think it's a mixture of, of, of the both. I, I, I do enjoy, you know, posting. Um, my profiles are more for professional purposes. That's really all I'm going to post. It's a fine line between, okay, I'm just posting professional stuff or I'm purposely creating a narrative to feel better about myself. Um, do I feel better about myself when I'm only posting my career stuff? Yes, but it, it, it's a complicated issue because I think to myself, again, if I post personal stuff, does anybody really even care? Does anybody want to see that? Does anybody, it's, it's tough because I'm like, I want to be real, but I also don't want to be like a complainer on social media. You know, it's, it's, it's the old um, Jennifer Lawrence uh, theory that for a while she was like pretending she was the real chick in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. by you know going into these shows and, and going like oh, I'm starving where's the pizza or oh I tripped or people start to question is is she or am I or are any of us just doing that because we're going to be like I'm real and quirky when in reality it's fake or because you're actually organically real and quirky and that kind of attention and people questioning that I, I, I'm not willing to risk that I guess so do you think Jennifer Lawrence isn't real and quirky Max Is that what you're saying? (laughs) That's a good question. I don't know. I think Mm -hmm. that's the issue is I don't know her. Is she actually real and quirky? I've known people like, you know, Hollywood actors, not known, known them, but, and heard about what they're like as, as friends. And many of them are, are relatively real people, but it's just kind of awkward for them because when they're a real person, but they have mental illness, like the rest of us, they're grilled a lot more than us. Like when we have an anxiety attack, People are just like, oh, you're a regular person having an anxiety attack. I'm so sorry. When a celebrity does it, people are like, oh, they want attention. You know, when, when Britney had her breakdown. Um, free Britney, Max. Free Britney. Free Britney. Like, when she has these breakdowns, nobody ever questions, okay, she's still a person. She's still suffering. Yes, she's a millionaire, but millionaires can still have bipolar, depression, anxiety, schizophrenia, they, it's like Kanye West. Like yeah. he's a brilliant artist, but he's very clearly and has admitted in the past that he's mentally ill. I, I guess I don't know. It, it yeah. Is Jennifer Lawrence actually quirky? It's tough. And that's what is so crazy about the world we live in. It's great, especially how everything, as you said, is moving digitally and how we can connect on social media. But there's a lot of pressure out there, and. Yeah. I mean, for you specifically, you're dealing with the youth of America. Do you think that they face a different kind of pressure if maybe they're trying to get into media, if they're trying to navigate this crazy industry? Being in the communications business is not about being the best journalist. It's not about being the best radio broadcaster, not about being the best podcaster. I think it is fully about adaptability. If you cannot adapt to new mediums and new ways of presenting the content, because everything is the same. Podcasting's not new. It's not different. It's radio. It's presented in a different way. But isn't it kind of a weird coincidence that radio personalities are awesome podcasters? That's why I advertise your podcast. And that's why I said in my post when I advertise your podcast, not everybody should be a podcaster, but Danielle should be. Like, she should be a podcaster. She works in radio. She's got a great voice, a great flow. Christian should be a podcaster. Alyssa should be a podcaster. I should be a podcaster. Yes. Jim should be a podcaster. Ryan should be, you know, naming all these, uh, name dropping all these people we know. Yeah, uh, all of our personally. radio friends. All of our radio friends, they should be podcasters. 
every single time I've talked to them, it does not matter if it is on a microphone, if it is in person, it is through virtually, it is through a podcast, it is on the radio. They are always consistently entertaining, funny, flowing. These people should be on podcasts. So the way we present will never change. It's just like journalism. Journalism has changed in the way we present the information. Now it's people aren't buying uh, in-person articles, they're purchasing online articles. Or, you know, for example, the New York Times has their own podcast, Wall Street Journal has their own podcast, NPR has their own podcast. So adaptability um, is really the greatest asset and skill that any communication professional can have. So getting into the industry is still difficult, but difficult in a different sense, in a different way. I think it will always be hard, always hard yeah. to get in, into communications because you have to find your voice, not even literally. Like you just have to find your voice as far as your brand and your personality. Um, doesn't matter if you're behind the scenes as a camera person, director or producer, or if you're on camera as a reporter, or anchor or radio personality, um, you know, uh, behind the microphone or whatever. So I, I, I think it's still just as hard as it was back in the 1970s. But if you don't have adaptability, I don't care what age you are, you're going to get screwed. I, I still think that if you want to get into the communications business, do it. 100%. Okay. So before we wrap up, um, I'm going to play a little game with you. We're going to, I know we talked okay. some big topics, but we hit on a couple of basic topics as well. We're going to play a little basic hot or not. All right. Awesome. So I want you to tell me if you think it's hot, if you think it's not, why? And um, okay. Mirror selfies. No. Not. No. You don't no, do that? No, not. Okay. No, no mirror selfies. All right, all right. I thought of you as a mirror selfie guy, but I could be wrong. Um, reality TV, <laughs> Real Housewives, any of those kinds of shows? Uh, not. No. My girlfriend, hot, though. Okay. All right. So Molly's a yes. hot, Max is a not. I'll write that That's down. right. I already know what you're going to say about this one because we talked about it, and it's also your drink of choice, but Starbucks very hot. That is the most basic thing about me. I love Starbucks so much. And you love a cold brew? That's your drink of choice? I love a cold brew. I also love the uh, (laughs) mocha, a mocha like a frappuccino. Ooh, yes. But what about pumpkin spice? I'm going to be honest. I love pumpkin spice. I do. I love that. I love it. I love that for you, Max. I love that for you. Yeah. So I love that. Pumpkin spice. If you love pumpkin spice, then you also love a good basic fall. You love the autumn season? Oh, God. My favorite season of all time. And listen, I don't care what anybody says about girls who are basic. Pumpkin spice lattes and Ugg boots. Have you ever had a pumpkin spice latte and worn Ugg boots? Are you insane? They make Ugg boots for men too. They do. Just, you know, putting that out there. They're the most comfortable things ever. It's nice and cool. It's romantic. You go apple picking. Everything's romantic during the fall. True. Even with just literally everything. There's romance in the air. And uh, it's, it's fall is my absolute favorite season. I love fall. I love that. Me too, obviously. It's very on brand yeah. for me, but me too. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, last one. LaCroix Seltzer. Uh, that, that, is, that is a knot. It's, for me, it's got to be, I only ever take like one sip or two sips of especially like a basic drink. Mm-hmm. And it's either I'm hooked or I'm not. It's either I'll have it for the rest of my life, every appropriate season, or I'll never have it again. LaCroix, same thing. Was, was I, I had it and I was like, I just, I don't, I don't like it. I really That's don't. Fair. That's fair. I'm, I love a good seltzer and like a hard seltzer. LaCroix is not my favorite of the options. I don't think there'll be a sponsor on this podcast. But, um, you know, 
and it's not yeah. for everybody, right? Just like that's right. A lot of things are not for everybody. All right, Max. So before I go, I like to ask, what does basic mean to you? I think basic means to me, what is what are you comfortable with? Like, what is what is that thing that you are comfortable with that just makes you feel good? It's it's the epitome of. I don't care what anybody thinks about this activity or this thing that I like. I like it. And, and that's what pumpkin spice lattes are. People are always complaining. They're like, oh, it's pumpkin spice latte season. No. Girl, if you like pumpkin spice lattes, drink it and enjoy the living hell out of it. So I think basic is about being proud of the things that are it's, – it's basic is like the polar opposite of hipster uh, in the way that like it's so – there's so many people who really enjoy it. But why should that stop you from enjoying it? So it's, it's the meaning of don't let anybody ever stop you from enjoying for, uh, something. We all have different tastes. Basic is, is the epitome, epitome of, you know what? You like something that so many, else, so many other people do. So there's camaraderie in it. There you go. I love, about it. I love that. Especially, you know, I love a pumpkin spice. So the fact that you mm-hmm. just said, drink it, girl, I will when the time comes. Max, thank you so much for joining me. Um, I want you to promote yourself, plug it in, tell us where we can find you, where we can listen to you, go for it. Absolutely. So the biggest thing for me is my website, maxwellmcgeevoices.com. I have literally everything there. I'm adding new stuff to my website pretty much weekly. Um, you could check out blogs. You can check out uh, the research uh, work for extended reality that I'm doing for my grad program. Um, you can uh, check out my podcast, uh, Maxwell's Magic Hour. Just a warning, it is for a mature audience. There is a lot of inappropriate content in it, but I guess it doesn't stop our listeners or even my mom these days. I've made her desensitized. Um, so, uh, yeah, you can find everything on, uh, maxwellmcgeevoices.com on social media. I'm the same across the board with everything, Instagram and Facebook at Maxwell McFly. I perform more Instagram followers than anything. So at Maxwell McFly is definitely my preferred, uh, 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 Instagram handle of choice. But if you also want to follow my page on Facebook, it is, uh, it is Maxwell McFly. You can also follow my podcast, Maxwell's Magic Hour. Um, on Instagram, uh, and my co-host at Pebs1077 and at Christian Turdquist to follow their Instagrams too. Love that. Love that. And you might be able to see him in some VR world. Who knows? Coming up. That's right. Yes. Keep an eye out. Hopefully. <laughs> it's eye. private for now. That's All right, right. Well, keep a virtual eye out, Max. We're, we're yes. looking towards the future. That's right. I, if anybody knows that, it should be me. So I'm a little ashamed of myself. Yeah. I mean, also yeah. your Instagram name is McFly, so... Hello, back to That's the true. Mm-hmm. That's come right. On. Hopefully people get that reference. Yeah, come on. I, <laughs> then, I do. Yeah. I get all Yeah, that's right. As you know. That's right. <laughs> well, um, just like one of your favorite quotes, that escalated quickly. Yeah. I think this podcast escalated quickly. We went to, right away, started talking about aliens. So I feel like that was on brand for you. That was pretty good. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I like to be as intense as possible at all times during the day. I love Keeps it. Keeps me awake. Keeps yeah. me awake. Love yeah. it. Well, Max, yeah. as always, thank you so much. It was such a fun conversation, and I hope that you will come back. Yes, I would be honored. And thank you so much for having me on your podcast. This was an absolute blast. I love this. Thank you. All right, that was my conversation with Maxwell McGee, communications professional extraordinaire. Make sure you follow him and go check out his podcast, Maxwell's Magic Hour. 
make sure you follow me on Instagram at Danielle Maria Costa. You can also follow the podcast at Back to Basic Podcast. And of course, make sure you subscribe, you rate, you review, you tell your friends and you tell me what you think and how you want to get back to basic next time. So until then, I will see you next Wednesday because on Wednesday, we get back to basics.